There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Kern. And I'm Rose. Desmond. And this is our second podcast. Ooh. And what we decided to do is start off this one with some kind of current events and recent happenings. Uh, so what should we start with? Well, I think we should start off on a somber note, unfortunately, and talk about the great people that we've lost just this past week, couple of so weeks. Many, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we lost uh, Lemmy guitarist uh we lost um david bowie to cancer and also to cancer we lost uh alan rickman unfortunately which i think that like i i love david bowie and i have i hadn't heard much uh, from lemmy but i knew he was a great artist um and david bowie was obviously a great artist he did all the you know he did the goblin king from labyrinth which was my favorite um but and then Alan Rickman, man, you know Snape, and uh, he was in Galaxy Quest. Doctor Lazarus. Uh, and so many other great things. So it's just really unfortunate. Um, we also lost uh, Brian Bedford. He was an actor. Uh, did the voice of Robin Hood from the, the old, old cartoon, cartoon. Yeah. Disney. And Alan Robin Rickman Hood. was in a Robin Hood movie too, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, the that's true. Nottingham, I'm sure too, Nottingham. So it's, uh, it's kind of ironic. Ah. That ties together. Yeah, unfortunately. So we started off on this slightly sad yeah. note, but to remember them and all the uh, the great contributions they made to Kern might be the only one old culture. enough to remember this, but Grizzly Adams also passed away. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm not agreeing with the fact that you're saying that I'm old. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm agreeing. I said old enough. Agreeing, <laughs> agreeing that, yeah, he did pass away. I forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. yeah I lost quite a few people. Yeah, cancer's... And then, uh, this isn't really in the vein of what we talk about, but, like, it was Celine Dion's husband died of cancer, and then, like, four days later, her brother died of cancer. Wow. I didn't hear that. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, people die of cancer every day. Tons and tons of people. So, it just so happened that this time... It just happened to be a bunch of celebrities. A bunch of celebrities that we, we knew. So, cancer sucks. Yeah, it does. That's enough people for this year. Everybody else is... So quit dying. Everyone's safe. Betty White, carry on. If you're sick, you can die next year. (laughs) Right. You have to wait till at least next year, please. You have to wait till 2017. But, so picking it up, no more sadness. Let's move on to other current events. Anything else? Um, The Oculus Rift pre-order started, so the price came out. And it's six hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! Now I'm not going to dwell on this, but that is stupid, and they are stupid, and no, I'm not. I'm not going to buy it. Don't hold back, Chris. Tell us how you really. Feel. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a figure of speech. This is like the dawn of the VR age. They should be focusing on getting VR in the hands of a lot of people, 
And they're not going to do that with a $600 price point. No, they're not. But the thing is, it's got to think back like whenever CDs first hit the market and the CD player was like $800. How much was the PS3 you know, Because they, they want to gag those people that have the money <laughs> or the people that are willing to spend the money so they can go around and say, look at me, I've got the new thing that's out. And then eventually they will start dropping the, dropping the price. The thing is, though, too, is there's going to be other competitors. Yeah. The HTC Vive is going to get a price soon. PlayStation 4 has their own VR thing. Uh, Steam or uh, Valve, they're going to have their own VR Razor. thing. Razer's going to have their own, mm-hmm. own VR thing. And Oculus is the one that still kind of started it. Like, whenever they did their Kickstarter, that's when everybody kind of realized that VR was going to be a thing. And then it kind of seemed like a bunch of other companies jumped on the bandwagon. But I'm afraid that once we see the prices of these other things, even if it's just $500, it's going to make the rift just seem right. like, well, nobody wants that. That's Not worth it. Well, the more players that are that are in the game, the better it's going to level the market out. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, I'm still excited for VR. It's just I don't see myself getting an Oculus for a while. Because the big thing is the $600 price point to me is marketed towards like gamers, obviously. But for VR to really catch on, they're going to have to, you know, tackle a lot of different things other than gaming to really get into, into a lot of homes. So it seems like to me what they could have done was make like a lower spec one, specifically for people that just want to watch like 3D movies or do like social interaction stuff in virtual reality and make like a cheaper one for like a grandma to buy or for somebody that's not really inclined to, you know, build their own computer to still get into VR. Like, right. I, I think it would have made a lot of sense to have, like, two different price points for, like, here's the casual one, here's the hardcore one. But right. instead, we just got a hardcore one. And, and they may come out with that, you know, yeah, as they, they talk could. to people as to what would you like to see or whether they're complaining. You know, they always kind of upgrade or, or come out with new items as customer reviews come out. Right. But, uh, yeah, still excited just... Just not six hundred dollars. Not, not amped about the six hundred. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you there. Like, I want one so bad, but six hundred bucks. There's, there's a lot of other things I could do. So, speaking of other things to do, would you like to talk about it? <laughs> that was the worst transition ever. <laughs> yeah, Chris is like, I'm so angry. I have. To, we have. He's to so move. angry. He can't even think. Do we have anything cool or fun? You've to got talk to about? Uh, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's cool for me because I'm the resident science nerd, and I like physics above all else. I'm not smart enough to understand all of it, but um, it's been rumored now on Twitter uh, that we've detected gravitational waves. So that's really really cool. Um, they set up a space probe, Lisa in December to go into space and study these. And we have actually a laser array here that studies them. And that's where they have rumored to detect them. Um, It's allegedly happened. Most of the people I've talked to um, either on Twitter or in the physics world have said, it's probably been detected. This was the year they paid to advance things on this, uh, what is it? Laser inferometer gravitational wave observatory. I think. Yes. Sorry. I had to look on my phone to find out. Um, so it's really cool because it's something that Einstein predicted and it also lets us look into huge things that we don't normally see like black holes, uh, supernovas, neutron stars, all these uh, dark matter, all these things we don't see. We can detect them through this. It gives us another option to learn more about the universe. So there's a lot of interesting things we can do just if we start to learn more about this. It opens up a whole new world. So for us dumb people at home and sitting directly across from you, um, <laughs> what are the gravitational waves exactly 
what what are they where are they coming from? What is generating these waves, and what are they going to tell us other than how we can explore a black hole? I mean, well, it's, it's things that have it's things that have gravity like that. It radiates. They're actually ripples, um, light speed ripples. Maybe they might be faster. We don't know. We use the laser to detect them because they're so minute. But they're ripples that happen within space time itself. Like if you've ever seen that diagram of how gravity bends things around it, it usually shows like a plane that has like a dip in it, and there's like a ball sitting on it. Well, that actually happens in three dimensions or four, and this is what that's what this is. You're actually detecting the size of those ripples, like what that asymptote would be as you go to it, like how much of an effect it has. So even here, we're detecting things. They're not just from like our star; they're from black holes. We can detect. So is it things. something similar to throwing a rock in the water and it creating the ripples, and then the longer time goes by, the less those ripples. I'm sort of yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not the best person to answer that question, but yeah, that's a good analogy. It would basically that's what we're doing just on something that we, you know, it's amazing that we can detect them at all because it's they're so minute. Like when we talk about subatomic particles, these are way, 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 way smaller. I mean, they wow. barely exist. They're in the fabric of reality. <laughs> so it's kind of cool, and I'm probably wrong. If there's smarter people out there. You're right. I'm wrong. That's fine. Thank you for correcting me. You can reach us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to uh, email Desmond and let him know how incorrect what he just explained to us is because I have no clue. Yeah. He could have sold it on me and I don't I yeah. have clue what he's talking about. <laughs> it sounds really cool though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, it, it's really interesting. <laughs> it sounds like a very big step in the scientific community. Definitely. Or, what do we got next? Uh, do we have the, the Twitter question, right? Oh yeah, we've got a question from Twitter uh, that a fan had sent in is at store.e.org is the Twitter name. And their question was how many movies did you see in 2015 and which one was your favorite? Uh, Rose? Uh, well, that off? yeah, sure. Uh, I had to kind of think back and Desmond had to help me figure out how many movies I had seen last year. Cause I couldn't remember right off the top of my head, but I think I saw around eight movies in theaters last year. Um, Probably my favorite. Um, it's it's a tough one because I really I really did like Star Wars, but I think I'm gonna go with uh, Ant Man because I didn't. I think it's also I didn't expect it to be as fun or as exciting as I thought it was going to be. I went to it, I was like, oh, it's it's got uh, you know it's got Paul Rudd. It'll be a superhero movie. It'll be fun. But I ended up really enjoying it and really loving the characters. And I like the different twists they went on it, with it being the not the original Ant-Man, quote-unquote. And uh, I love... So I love the Wasp, and I'm really excited to see where they go with the Wasp from here. Uh, and I did love some of the, uh, the, the hints back towards the original uh, Wasp in the movie and the flashbacks and those kinds of things. So I'm really excited to see what else happens because of that movie. I think I loved it so much because, spoilers, the Wasp stuff that happens at the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I think Ant-Man was probably my biggest surprise. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting much out of it at all. And I ended up like laughing a lot and mm -hmm. really, really enjoying it, which I wasn't expecting at all. I will say it was it was enjoyable. Like I I do agree it was a bigger it was the biggest surprise for me. Like I didn't think I would. Yeah. Usually, usually. Uh, Chris, what about you? I I've been trying to think, and I think the <laughs> only movies I saw in theaters was Jurassic World and Star Wars. 
And Jurassic World was great, but I mean, Star Wars is the best one I saw in theaters. Yeah. Um, there's, there were plenty of new movies that I saw last year after they went digital, like Mad Max and Ant-Man and Age of Ultron. But uh, even counting those, I, I, Star Wars is just great. I kind of hate myself that I've only seen it once. I see it <laughs> yeah, right. same here. I've only seen it once. I might go later today, actually. <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the same for me. I mean, I, I saw probably about three or four different movies uh, actually in the theater, and then I saw several when they came out on a digital copy uh, from 2015 releases. And uh, Star Wars, for me, was my favorite, and it wasn't necessarily because it was the 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 biggest, you know, suspense or anything like that as far as, you know, comparing to some other movies that may win awards for certain writing or anything like that, but it was just because of the hype of being a fanboy for Star Wars. And so I was just looking forward to that the minute that they announced they were going to do it. So mm-hmm. for years, you know, leading in two years, you know, looking yeah. forward to this movie. What about yeah. you, Desmond? Um, I think I saw about 19 movies, 19 or 20 movies in theaters last wow. year. You win. He wins the prize. Uh, yeah, for, <laughs> for no life and spending all my money up there. Uh, no, it's because, uh, let me explain that number so I So you could have bought an Art, Oculus Rift there's right a, now the, if you would have not gone No, no, this is what I was going to say. Part we, of it is because you go to the drive-in. There's right? a drive-in so see, by where... So you see two at the same time. There's a drive-in that shows new releases by me because I was... Feature. And yes, it's $8 a person. I get to see two new movies and I can go every weekend. True. So th- I saw more than half of these there. Um... I think my personal favorite, just again, for what you were saying, Kern, Star Wars definitely was my personal pick. Um, I really like The Kingsman and I really like The Martian. Those are my two others. The Kingsman was really good. The Kingsman Kingsman was last year? Yeah. Kingsman, uh, it it was a toss-up. I almost picked it over it, but I felt like it was a little too self-indulgent. So that's it. That's, That's the... Three that I would pick, but Star Wars, of course. So Star Wars wins. Yeah, Star, Star Wars, Wars wins. wins. Speaking and of Star Ant Man, comes in second place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. With one vote. Although it's really like, it's really hard for me to pick between the two of them. But I, I really oh. love them both so much. But um, I think I, I might even like Star Wars just a little bit more. Right. Oh, now you're going to get on the bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> I, <see>. uh, <laughs> so, so I did want to talk so about it. you're the type that comes out and buys the jersey after the Super Bowl <laughs> when, you know, winter happens and then you're like, oh, look at me. I, I can understand that. I mean, I can't understand it being Ant-Man because I don't think I was that enthralled. I thought it was okay, like better than I expected. Like, But I can definitely understand where, where you're coming from because I really want to pick Kingsman. But I'm like, nope, I know I love yeah. Star Wars more. So right. don't be ashamed. I wanted to at least talk about Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> the wasp was in it. You have to. I had to talk right. about it. <laughs> this is an Ant Man spoiler, but like, what made me completely lose it when I was watching it was the Thomas the Tank Engine thing. Whatever oh, he's going yeah. towards uh, whatever the bad guy's name was. Yellow Jacket. Going towards him, and it's like at the, his perspective, so it looks huge. And just oh. cuts to like normal perspective, and you see it go all over. No, there was that, and then there was the whenever he threw the thing to enlarge it, and it just broke out of the house. This giant train. I was like, that's I, just I, I, Michael Pena was like the only part that like had me in stitches. Every time you tell a story, it was like awesome. All those stories that yeah. went from like I heard from this guy, I heard from this girl, I heard from Stan Lee, <laughs> that heard from somebody else. Yeah, uh, just yeah. just rest in peace, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was funny too. I, I, I like how we were like, so Star Wars about Ant Man. <laughs> Sorry, uh, back to Star Wars. Yeah, you won. I think you converted us all over to, yeah. to Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, it's better than Star Wars. 
Welcome to the Nerdtastic 3 podcast. Now, wait a minute. Yeah, Star Wars. And uh, Chris, what are we going to talk about today with Star Wars? So, this is the main topic of today's podcast. This we're 16 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> so, the rest of the podcast is pretty much going to be this. We're going to talk about some of our favorite theories about episode 7 and the characters there and what's going to happen with them in the future movies. So we're going to start off with sort of like the characters that we know next to nothing about at this point. And it sounds weird, but we're going to start off with Luke just because we don't know much. Well, we know all about Luke from the previous movies, but we just don't know where he's landing in this particular storyline now. Right. And we should throw out the spoiler tag right now, too, I feel like, for anyone that's yeah. listening. For, for those people that claim they're Star Wars fans that have not gone and seen the movie yet, you you're not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah, <they're not. laughs> you know, uh, you've I, had a month, actually longer. By the time you listen to this, it'll be yeah. a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, but spoiler alert. Get your stuff there are some together spoilers. and yeah, go If you see just got out of that movie. coma, good luck. Welcome to 2016. It's, it's amazing. And when we say spoiler alert... Let me be clear. Kylo killed Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Han Solo dies. And, so. and you know what I want to see? I would love, and I'm going to go off on a different direction on this for a second, because I was thinking about this this morning when, you, you know, now you brought up Han Solo. I was just waiting for the opportunity. I, you know, I like to cook out on the grill. Okay. I want to see somebody come up with a recipe that is a red Skewer, and I want to see some solo kebabs cooking on the grill. <laughs> oh. This is what I want to see. Well, at first you have to, you have, you have, you have to is stick that too the soup. No, because you have to stick the skewer into the into the coals, right, and let it heat up, and then yeah, oh. I want to see some some solo kebabs. That's <laughs> yeah. what I want to see. Sorry. That would be that'd be great. Uh, like a little, no, I'm with you. A little bit Star of Star Wars themed grill party. Yeah, how would you do that? Like, yeah. No, no, just beef, beef, it just has to be beef cubes. You get on beef the red cubes skewer. and a little bit. No, because you get the beef cubes and get the cheese, like you're saying, and then you put it on there, and it's Han and cheese. It's very good. <laughs> I like that. I'm I'm gonna try that this summer. It's good. He's, you get some ham. You're like yeah. these are my ham solo skewers. Oh, very, very good. yeah, grilled pork chops. I like and that. The puns yeah. commence. Yeah, we're we're so witty. All right. Okay. So Luke. <laughs> yeah, Luke. We know who Luke is from the previous stories. Um, we know that you know he was on his way to becoming a Jedi. And the last that we saw from Luke is he defeats his father in a in a battle, and his father decides to be. Good at the last minute and toss the emperor over the uh, the side down into a big long shaft as he's spewing lightning bolts out of his fingers, and um, then he dies and Luke burns him and uh, that's the last we know about Luke until the end of episode seven. And mm. Luke doesn't even say a word. I mean, he doesn't even have one word, one line. Just stares. At yeah, he just Ray. stares kind of awkwardly at <laughs> Ray for about for a, a little bit too long. Yeah, yes. just a little overacted the eyes. While the, the, this, yeah, this camera spins around them. Because there was the dramatic spin, then there was dr- the dramatic letting down the hood, right. and then there was the dramatic thing where he was kind of looking up, and then he went like this, and I'm like. Okay, we get it. This is intense. You don't have to. You don't have to convince me. Calm down with your overhead. Have you met JJ Abrams? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but uh, so what theories do we have about Luke? Well, I, I mean, from the from the story, we know that there was you know some 
some Jedi activity that was that was going on, and uh, and then it got dispersed. And we're assuming that Luke was heading that. Is that what we? Is that what we know? Yeah, he from was that? he was training a number question mark. We don't know how many exactly of possibly young Force users. Mm-hmm. One of them being Ben Ben, uh, aka. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I almost said Ben Kenobi. It was. Well, that's his middle name. It's Ben Kenobi <laughs> Solo. So it's all right. She's right. Continue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's training some people. Something went horribly wrong. And he went into hiding. Going from. Luke went into hiding. Yeah. Luke went into yeah. hiding. Uh, I think going from Jedi Temple to Jedi Temple, trying to find one of the oldest ones, I think was what was going on, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure what, what what Luke was doing during all that. Other than like you, what you already said, the obvious. He was uh, training Kylo, aka Ben, and Ben decided to go south and become a bad guy and get underneath Snoke. And uh, we don't know a lot of history there as far as why or, or anything like that. But um, yeah, I don't know what what Luke's doing right now. I don't know if he's going to be the the new. Obi-Wan type thing, so he's going to kind of take leadership role in the next film, you know, over possibly Rey, who now we know has some force uh, within her. She's got, you know, some metachlorians or whatever they're called. Uh, uh, no, no, that, that's an old theory. They, 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 no, no. Yeah, okay. And, <laughs> but anyway, so, so we don't know a lot about what Luke's going to do other than that's what I think he's going to do. I think he's going to probably pick up the training for Rey and try to strengthen Rey, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he will be maybe a little bit resistant to the idea at first, but I think that he will eventually right. start training her. Yeah, because last time he trained anybody, it went really either bad. Died or turned to the dark side. So it's like uh, he, don't, he didn't have a good track record. Is what you're saying? No. Well, he, he hasn't had any Luke good students yet. I think Luke <laughs> ended up doing Man. what a lot of the Jedi do when they feel like they've failed, which is go into hiding and try and meditate and figure out where the Force wants them to do. And I don't know if I buy into him, you know, dipping off and going into hiding if he failed. I, I possibly can buy that, you know, uh, with with Ren ditching on him and possibly getting with this Snoke character who we absolutely don't know a lot about. Mm. Um, you know, possibly maybe he became a huge target, so he mm. went into hiding as a result, just like what Yoda and Obi-Wan had yeah. done in the previous yeah. series or in the previous films, they went into hiding because the uh, Empire was trying to uh, to basically snuff all the Jedi because that was their biggest opposition. So if you snuff your biggest opposition, then you you basically win. You know, right? You, you have no uh, competition. No, I, I I like that. I agree. I think that, that he probably left because he painted. He was painting a big target, and they were attacking him more than that, especially with Snoke. I I have a personal theory that I think. Um, it's possible that Snoke and him or him and another Sith fought at one point and he lost and he's actually out searching, like you're saying, going temple temple, looking for information, holocrons or technology or maybe an ancient Jedi to teach him how to defeat this kind of evil because Snoke isn't a Sith, he's something more. So so speaking of Snoke, who do we think he is? You think he's you think he's more than just a Sith? What did what do we think think he is? You know what we know about him is he's got a big holographic image, so we don't know how big he is. He could be four inches tall, or he could be you know normal size, ten, feet, could tall. Be 10 feet tall. We yeah. have no idea. 
Um, and obviously he's in charge of, of Rin, uh, with Rin reporting to him, but other than that, we don't know anything about him. I don't know what know his abilities. I know there's theories out there that that people are saying that he could be the emperor from you know when when he got thrown down the shaft by Darth Vader, right? And uh, he didn't die. I mean, what do you guys think about that? I feel like if those scars on him weren't given to him by Luke, then he's Plagueis. That's it. Because for him to be around as long as he is, and he has all this knowledge of what happened in the original trilogy. He knows about Vader, and like he knows why Vader failed, even. And I feel like there's very few people that know that, you know, at the last minute, Vader decided that he was going to help his son instead of, you know, help the Emperor and kill the Emperor. Like, very few people know that. So the fact that Snoke knows, like, basically how that entire thing went down. Right. I'm like, he's either the Emperor or he's Plagueis that was, like, watching from afar or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um,. My biggest theory about Snoke right now is that he's never been in the same room as Kylo. I think he's only come to him as, like, holograms and visions. I don't think he's actually been physically around him because because he seems like he's in hiding somewhere, sort of the same way Luke is, because he doesn't want to be targeted by Luke or by any other Jedi that might come up because he knows, he knows so much, and because he's so powerful, he's like, I need to stay away and let these little battles happen between, you know, my puppets, basically. Right. And he might not even want anybody else to know that he even exists. Yeah. See, that's the weird thing, because Leia knows that he exists, because she says it very plainly to Han, that's like, well, that wasn't your fault, it wasn't Luke's fault, it was Snoke that, you know, uh, tempted him right. into the dark side or whatever, so it's like, these people know who Snoke is, so Snoke's got some history, yeah. You know, within within that that family, as yeah, far as yeah. whether he was an outsider coming in or whether he was maybe an insider that went mm-hmm. out. It's possible Snoke could have been one of the Padawans. Because one thing that I can't figure out is if Luke like took Padawans to a planet somewhere and was teaching these Padawans in seclusion, how could one of them be tempted to the dark side by this guy named Snoke? Was unless he was like living on the same planet or wherever they were that he was training them, or so, found so them like, somehow. Yeah, so it's like, was he? Well, the Jedi go in there too, because we don't know for sure that the people Luke was training were all young either. Well, yeah, and they go on missions because we learned from the prequels and we've seen it. Jedi and the Clone Wars stuff, they go on missions even when they're training. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. So it's a chance that they encountered this guy, and he may not have been ultimate evil, and he may have just been hiding. Yeah. And he corrupted him that way, like Palpatine did Anakin. I mean, right. it's possible. Um, <laughs> that is a special guest, if you can hear the bargain. Yeah. Special <laughs> guest. Special We've guest. got some fans trying to come into the studio <laughs> yeah. here, and he's already I really, So there's an interesting uh, thing that I kind of tied together that I really like the way it fits. Uh, in regards to a little bit of some in- theory about both uh, Snoke and about Kylo. Um, Star- the Star Wars people have already made it official that the reason why Kylo runs lightsabers the way it is is because the crystal inside is a little bit broken. It's a little shattered. It has the, the two beams on the side because they're exhaust ports right? Uh, in order to handle the crystal without breaking. So it's been a theory to some people that that crystal is Darth Vader's red lightsaber crystal. Right. 
So I thought that was really interesting, and then I had to go back and look and see what happened to Darth Vader's uh, lightsaber originally, and I it fell down the same shaft that the Emperor gets thrown down. Right. So I thought it would be really, I thought it was really interesting that, like, maybe uh, the Emperor survived somehow by, like, draining power out of Darth Vader or manipulating that kind of stuff to to give himself unnatural long life and to survive uh, that big fall. Mm-hmm. And right. then uh, have and then he would have Darth Vader's lightsaber because it fell down there with him. Yeah, right. And then he could later on go and uh, give it, it would, however he found Kylo in the first place, kind of give him this lightsaber crystal and maybe, like, get you know, let him in on the fact that his grandfather used to be a Sith. So, yeah. so, so maybe the Emperor survived the fall, grabbed the lightsaber, and then maybe also kind of snuck back on Endor and dug through the ashes and grabbed the mask, mask. and gave those as, like, say, these are going to come in handy later on at some point in time. I don't know where or when, but, <laughs> you know, something... I can maybe use this to my advantage. Mm-hmm. Right. And he could have told Kylo, like, you're training under Luke. Well, look what he did to your grandfather. Like, and try to tell him, hey, he killed your grandfather. Why are you listening to what he's saying? Like, you should be against him. And it's it's very possible that Luke had told uh, Kylo, uh, Kylo about, you know, Anakin, but only told him the good stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he was the, one of the best Jedi out there. He, oh, yeah. He... he died to save me, and all this other stuff, but kind of like how Obi-Wan did leave out the fact that he became evil. Right. And then in comes the villain with all this stuff from his grandfather and saying, your grandfather was actually a Sith, and this is the true way of the Force and that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting. I went with another person surviving the death of the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually am going to go, I don't know if this is true, I think Plagueis is the correct answer, but this yeah. theory works, so I want to present it and see what you guys think. Uh, it's Tarkin. Tarkin. If you look at the face, the facial features, they line up pretty well. I mean, I'm not going to say it's 100%, but they look yeah. pretty strongly. The, it explains why he's so ravaged. It's not because he's, of his use of the dark side, it's because he was caught in the blast of the first Death Star. Um, explains why he's why he was accepted as a military leader, why he has the kind of experience, why he knows the history from the original trilogy, mm-hmm. why he would know all about Vader, why he would know about the Emperor, how he would, people would respect him, why Leia and all these rest would. And so he's not a Force user. He's just yeah, well, and that's he's what a military me. genius. Yeah, well, that's all the that's power. what confuses me is because Snoke says that it's time to complete Ren's training. That doesn't mean he's going to do it. He could have holocrons. Right. He could have That's collected true. all I this mean, stuff. But you you assume he's meaning himself, you know, right. to complete yeah. the training. Yeah. Yeah. But so the I, thing that lends itself to that theory is that we haven't seen Snoke do anything with the Force. Yeah, we haven't seen anything out He there. might have his own unique lightsaber. He could totally be super oh, strong in the Force, but we haven't seen any of that. That's why that theory works, because right now we don't know this Force stuff. And I also think that it works with the the giant image of him trying to be grandiose and impress on this Force wielder, look how big I am, look how massive I am, because he doesn't have the ability to do the things he can do. He it's has just a to, bunch of bravado. So, so kind of like a small dog getting the bluff in on the puppy, 
And then the puppy being three times bigger and still being well when they grow up, yeah, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the the little puppy gets bossed around because the big dog knows it's going to grow to be a bigger dog than it. So he's doing the same thing. He's he's presenting himself that way. And I I mean I don't know that that's really logical, but it does fit with what we've seen. It fills in some plot holes. It's an interesting, and I theory. think it would be interesting to see it. I'm yeah, I don't know if I buy Tarkin, but I I, I can kind of buy into the Emperor a little bit. Or he's, like Chris was saying, he's somebody that we haven't seen in the films yet. I hope that's the case. I mean, that's my sincere hope. Yeah, because you always want things to not be predictable. You want everything to surprise you. And that's what gets me about some of the theories is that, you know, there's a lot of theories that are out there. And whenever you really break it down, it's like a lot of what ifs and ands and buts. And yeah, it can all go in those different directions. But I don't really see when you're talking about it from a film perspective, them complicating it to the point that it it lends all these like crazy M. Night Chalamet, you know, plot <laughs> twists at the end of the film. I mean, yeah, I think there's going to be some plot twists in there, but I just don't think it's going to be as crazy and far-fetched as what some of the theories are. It'd be really cool if it's mind-blowing and it, and it come in full circle and you're like, how come I didn't see that? The clues were there. Because that's, right. that's when those are really at its best, was when those plot twists happen and then you start putting all those pieces back and remembering back and saying, yeah, I, I didn't put all those pieces together. Right. And I think with some of these theories, it's just too easy to kind of, like you said, with Tarkin, there's not enough information out there about Snoke to confirm or deny that he could be Tarkin. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I hope he's not any of the old characters. I, yeah. I don't like the idea of him being the Emperor. I don't like him being the idea of being Tarkin or anything like that. If he's something else completely that we haven't seen. And then we have the original... That's going to be okay with Plagueis. Because all we, all we really know about Plagueis is what... Uh, Palpatine told Anakin in the prequels. Yeah, and the original and the original subtitle was what? The Ancient Fear, right? For the movie? See, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. refers to Snoke. So, I'm... Because if you watch the movie, it only makes sense. We're assuming they had the same script. That He's the only person that... The, the, the only thing that that could be referring to. I mean, Maz is old, but she's not... I don't and think it's her. she's not fearful. Yeah, <laughs> no. she's not fearful. She's not fear-inducing. So, I think mm. it's safe to say... They were referencing Snoke. I would. Right. I just don't want Snoke to be. I don't want him to be some random new character because I feel like that's. It's really weird to just suddenly here's another Sith that's been around totally. Well, unless he's Plagueis, I got. Like Plagueis, I can, I can pie, yes. Pie, yeah. But yeah. if it's just like some random guy that they made up for the movie, I mean, it'd be fine. But I'd I'd prefer it to be. Somebody like a Sith that we know I'm has eat it just because it's Star Wars. That's kind of the you know yeah. kind of what you're yeah, saying. Basically, I'm, it's yeah. gonna be fine. I don't, I don't like it, but I'm still gonna love it. <laughs> I would try really hard if it was the Emperor to love it, but I'd be really mad. We all know it's gonna be Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what it should be. <laughs> His ears were ripped off. Yeah, yeah, he got all messed up. Smash, yeah, Jar Jar. Yeah, <laughs> it's Darth. What Jar. about what about Phasma? What do we think about Phasma? We didn't see a lot well, of I wanted Phasma. more of her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was really looking forward to seeing some awesome Phasma stuff going on there, and there wasn't really a whole lot. I mean, what do we what do we know or what do we don't know that we think? We know Phasma was in three scenes, and <laughs> she like very quickly. Became a traitor. Yeah, she no yeah. not as bad as Finn, but like she's just like yeah, I'll disable shields, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm, gonna save, I'm gonna save my own skin. She's a Jack Sparrow. Yeah, TR eight R will be after her. her and, she's in it for herself before anybody else. So she's a merc, is yeah. what? That's my opinion. She's a merc, mercenary. She's not necessarily 
She's loyal. Yeah, she doesn't have the same affiliation as the regular stormtroopers and maybe some of the others that are working for the First Order. Right. She's just hired. And it's just like how in the original trilogy, you saw Darth Vader give orders to Boba Fett. You saw Boba Fett on in Cloud City with stormtroopers working together, but he wasn't necessarily a stormtrooper. No. He. Well, was, she does have. Just she has armor zone. that looks very stormtrooper esque. Right. It's just like chrome plated. Well, and that's true. She could, but she could have picked that style because she used to be a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. and then she left to do it. And I like where you guys are going. And Chris, thank you for that lead in because here's my theory. <laughs> uh, it's I'm going to borrow from the EU, and I know people say you can't do that, but JJ did it. So um, <laughs> here's the thing: Boba Fett had a daughter with Sintas Vale. I'm going to hope that was his wife because that's what popped in my head. Uh, I'm fit, and I think that she could be that character or something akin to that. Another mercenary bounty hunter, as you were saying. But I hope that she's maybe not tied into fit because I'm getting tired of all these theories that everyone's related. Yeah. But from the look of it, there's things I noticed. The way she holds her blaster rifle, the way she walks, some of her delivery. It's You can very much see that there's at least a homage there. To the mm-hmm. way that Fett was presented in the original so, trilogy. So you think she's the daughter or the wife? The I know. Okay, well, if I go with the old EU, the wife was frozen in carbonite and then gets out. I think she's because of the age is probably the daughter. So Island Fett, um, maybe I don't know if that still exists because they, what they do with the Solo kids and we've yet to see what they do with the Skywalker kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know if anyone has kids, but if someone does, it would be cool if it was Boba Fett. Because maybe we don't want to see him come back from the Sarlacc pit, but it would be nice to see continuation. I think they've said he's not. I mean, you know. I, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I think that that's really interesting. I think her lack of being in the movie yeah. is purposeful. Uh, Rose was saying something about it that was really yeah, awesome. Yeah, the, the TR... So everybody knows about TR-8R. The... Uh, the, the kick-ass stormtrooper oh, that yeah. pumps, that just shoots out of the ship and he, he looks right at Finn and he goes traitor and starts flinging traitor. that that baton thing around and starts fighting him. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. loves this guy. I think that that scene was originally written for Phasma. I think that that was supposed to be Phasma doing that instead of some random stormtrooper that we didn't know. But that they decided to go somewhere different with the character but still liked the scene so they decided to keep it in there and just yeah. gave a different Because you can't have her scream out traitor and then flip off the the shields in the, you right. know, in the same film. Traitor, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she can't yell traitor and be a traitor at the same time. Yeah, so. I think yeah. that it was originally written for her, but they decided to go a different way with the writing, but still wanted to keep that scene. Because yeah. it also does kind of grow, it yeah. also adds more to Finn's character. Yeah. So they wanted to keep it. And it makes sense just because in that whole scene with that fight and everything, Phasma's not there. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, maybe originally she was going to be there and they took her out. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah, that and you don't hire Gwendolyn Christie for what they yeah. use her. And I know she's going to be in the other films, but if, even if she just does that. Okay, in the original tri- uh, in the original trilogy, it was Jeremy Bullock played Boba Fett. Not a really good known actor. So, you know, you kind of yeah. knew that character was kind of get sidelined. Mm-hmm. But now it's a name. I don't right. think your name is going to get sidelined. I think she's going to come yeah, out. And yeah, it's different, kind of, because you know you referring back to the original three that came out, which was uh, four, five, and six. Uh, you know, James Earl Jones was the voice of Darth Vader, and it was somebody that 
you know, I, I didn't at the time have a clue who he was. I actually right. was the physical character of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, uh, they've got actual known people and even people that are making cameos that we don't realize, like, um, what's his name? Daniel uh, Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Simon yeah. Pegg. Yeah. In there. And uh, so I think that's kind of cool, too. Uh, talking about that, you know, traitor on Finn, um, what do we think about Finn? I mean, who do we think Finn is? Do we oh. think he's just a random... I just think he's a guy. I, I like to think that he is just a new character that doesn't really have any ties to any of the other characters in this in this series. Yeah. yeah. I think he's Star Wars black guy number five. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's yeah. more than that. I'm just saying I don't think he's advanced. I don't think he's a Calrissian. I yeah, don't I don't think, think he's right. related to I don't think he's a Windu. I don't yeah, think any of that. It's easy to jump on the Calrissian or the possible Mace Windu bandwagon because, there, like you said, there aren't a lot of black people no, that in was the Star Wars universe. And now here is one that when we only have a few from previous movies, so, so we're thinking automatically he's got to be related. That right. that was actually my jab, and like I wasn't making fun of him being black. I'm making fun of the lack of diversity because honestly, I'm sitting here thinking, there's Mace Windu, right? There's the Naboo guard pilot. Oh yeah. There's the basement pilot Lando, and then Finn. That's it. Yeah. I mean, so. I think they just wanted to have a new character in here. Yeah, and yeah. definitely. And I mean, it just happened to be a black guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think he was cast. You know, for anything other than the fact that he was be able to do the job for the character. Oh yeah, I don't think that they. I, I mean, I don't think that they looked and went. Oh, we need a yeah. black guy in this. They, they yeah. even said whenever they were doing the script for Seven that Ray and Finn, neither of them were written to be white or black. And that's and, good. And it really doesn't matter because they're not like American. They're not Earthlings. Right. They're not from here. Exactly. So it's pointless to argue. Yeah. Race issues. Yeah, with them. Well, in uh, fact, with many films and Star Trek included, you know, uh, you know, everybody tries to put in this whole political correctness and you know ethical you know situation in regards to whether it's race or or uh, religion or politics or anything like that. And and so I think that's where a lot of this comes from. You know. People are taking what happens in our real world and trying to transpose it into what we see on film. Right. In a no. fictional galaxy far, far away. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I think he's just I think he's just a guy. If yeah. anything, he's he's the Han Solo of the group now, I think, or he will be. Yeah. He, he just because if from the EU, this is the thing I noticed. He he's he was part of the First Order. Han was actually an Imperial cadet, and they both, like, I can't do this, and left for different reasons, but they did it, and then ended up with the Rebellion. Uh, they both don't know their parents. Han was an orphan. He was taken from his family, and they make a point of saying that. They both kind of just get thrown in with the Alliance because they find somebody, and then they both stay for the girl. So There you go. I, there you go. I, I, I saw the parallel, <laughs> and I was like, I, I, think, I think he could be the new Han yeah. Solo, and I'm totally cool with that because... Uh, the Oscar nominations came out, and I was kind of disappointed that even though uh, Star Wars got some other things, that there was no acting nominations because yeah. I thought John Boyega uh. was probably one of the should have been one of the ones. I think if he had been supporting, maybe he would have been. Mm. But leading going up against people like Redman, I don't know. I could I could see him as a as supporting actor as well. It's definitely yeah. more of a lead character, but I know I think if he had been, I'm saying if I think if he had been in the supporting. Line that he would have got it, yeah. So I, but maybe that's it. Maybe I'm, but, but I really did like his performance in there. I mean, they yeah. were all great, but he stood out to me just because most of the moments that made me laugh or made me think came from his character. Yeah, that's one of the things that annoys me is I feel like in the past, just kind of in general, 
the Academy or whoever nominates people, they kind of ignore movies like Star Wars because then to them they're like, well, this is just some nerdy movie. We can ignore that. Let's focus on it's this. It's not real. Right. And it's like, but now it's like, okay, well, it, I mean, it's breaking records. Can't you just acknowledge it? And they're like, yeah, we'll acknowledge the the visual effects and the sound and the score. It's like. There's good acting and writing here. And yeah, you're ignoring right. it. Well, that's a, it's the, a nerdy movie. Or the la- I think right. it was the last Academy Awards when they had the op- open in the opening ceremonies. They had that bit with uh, Jack Black that bashed, basically bashed all of the uh, comic book movies oh. about how everybody's wanting comic book movies. Nobody wants real movies. Was basically what it, they had said in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, f- first of all, that coming from Jack Black, who I, I respect. Not Joe Libre, real movies. But has yeah. not made <laughs> any good movies. Jack the Giant Slayer, go ahead, I go. Mean, yeah. I enjoyed Pick a Destiny, but that's pretty it's much it. Oh, no, no. He's a good, he, he is good in Tropic Thunder. I will not that's steal true. this from this man. But at the same time, it's he like you can't bash you can't so, bash movies King that Kong. are absolutely oh, yeah. great movies if, you know, you don't make any good ones yourself. But, um, yeah, and it was like, it was just really showed Kung that Fu the King. Academy was very, is kind of stuck up when it comes to that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. MP, the MPAA, who's, who makes these things, sucks. And here's how it goes. They pretty much go, okay, here's the films I like because these are the ones I actually saw. Although I'm required to watch all these other ones, these are the ones I saw. And then they go and look on IMDb or whatever and they go, oh, we should also pick these ones that are popular with fans and make money and other people like but we're not going to ever, like, that's part of the reason why I think one day Leonardo DiCaprio spilt coffee on somebody that's on the board, <laughs> and so he'll never win. They're like, oh, screw that guy. Everyone loves him, but he's not going to win in yeah, a war. Yeah, he did something to piss somebody off. Yeah. 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 Back, back yeah, on, back to Star Trek. Yeah, Star, Wars. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Star Trek is not the same. <laughs> they're um, both awesome, but they're very um, different. <laughs> yeah. My, back on Finn, my favorite thing about Finn, and, and I agree, this isn't a theory or anything like that. This is just my favorite <laughs> thing about him in the film, is the fact that you know, he, he says, oh, yeah, sure, I know a secret way to get into this base and all the ins and outs of this thing, and, man, we can blow this thing up easy. And then he gets there, and he's like, yeah, I don't know, Jack. I just came here for the girl. You know, he goes, I just came here to rescue Ray, and that was it. I mean, that was one of the, yeah. my favorite parts about him was that he was just like, I'm, I'm going to hang it all out there, you know, just trying yeah. to save her. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of, you know, not really so much as a Han Solo deal, but it kind of is because Han, you know, in the past, he's like, screw you guys, I'm out of here. And then all of a sudden he comes flying because his conscience gets to him. And he's like, no, no, you know, he has, I got to go. I got to go back. I got to go back. He's doing that. Yeah, like that. when he was leaving with the pirates. Right. You know, he, he's like, I'm going to leave them when they were at Moz's place. And Finn was like, I'm going to leave with these pirates. Yeah. And then he well, came even, back. Exactly. Him. Even early on, whenever Han is about to go into hyperspace from inside the ship and Ray's like, are you sure you can do that? And he goes, I never ask until after I do it. It's and very it's like, leap he's before literally you just like, thing. I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hoping everything works out for me because I'm on solo and I've had, I've had incredible luck my entire life and I'm still alive somehow. So I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm, I'm not going to bother with planning things out. Yeah, he is. He is. You know, I never, I didn't really notice it from just watching the movie, but. Having you guys point out, he's very he's, Han Solo. He, there's a lot of similarities between the characters yeah. and, and everything. Um, what about what about Ray? 
I mean, Ray is obviously that's where the name came from, the Force Awakens. So this Force Awakens inside of Ray, and she starts taking it to Ren at the end. But what do we what do we think about her as far as where she's coming from, where she's going? Well, this is the best place to get theories out because we know pretty much nothing about her. Yep. She was left on a on a planet, desert planet, with Unker with Unker Plunk Platt, whatever his name is, and Space Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all we know about her. She's very resourceful, but she picks up the Force rather quickly. She is super into the Force. <sighs> yeah. So my theory about that. Oh. Um, <laughs> when Luke is told about the Force, he had to ask Obi-Wan what the Force was. And that was like the first time he ever heard about the Force. And even then he just said, it's a cosmic thing that binds us all together. He didn't even tell him it's superpowers and you can make stuff fly. Like, he didn't tell him that. He just said it's this cosmic thing. You just have to believe in it and all this stuff. And then throughout most of A New Hope, Luke didn't really believe in it until he's doing the trench run of the Death Star. And, you know, Obi-Wan's telling him to trust the Force instead of trust the visor. And he takes the visor off. And that was like the first moment that it's like, okay, he believes in this now. Right. But Ray was Ray's hearing stories about what we know as the original trilogy. And right. she heard those stories either as like sort of like a fairy tale or as an exaggeration of real events. And it's all the stories. It's not just force related because she knew who Han Solo was yeah. and, and, and all, all that. All these too. stories about the Empire and about the Rebellion and all these things. And she thought that that wasn't real. But like a kid that reads comic books... You know it's not real, but you hope you it's real. You always hope that you will one day get superpowers. Yes. But so not midichlorians. Not midichlorians. <laughs> so then, whenever she meets Han Solo, she's like, it's like a, it's like a teenager meeting the real Superman and finding out that superpowers are a real thing. And he, whenever he says all those stories are real, she knows instantly the Force is real, Luke Skywalker is real, like all these things that I've heard about my entire life are real. Jedi mind so, tricks yeah. and so at that air. moment she believes in the Force and believes in it completely. She pretty more much, than Luke did in the first movie. Yeah. So that's why whenever she realizes, I think it's whenever Kylo is interrogating her, it's sort of like it's opening up a lock. Mm-hmm. It's like channeling Force into her whenever he doesn't realize that she has any powers. And all of a sudden she's like, I just like it's all visual whenever you watch the movie, but. I just imagine her, like, realizing, I can see in his head, too. And that's whenever she uses it against him and says, you're afraid you're never going to be as powerful as Darth Vader. And he freaks out. And it's at that moment that she realizes, oh. I have superpowers. I have superpowers, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's dwell on that for a second. Because, you know, you're kind of going with the, with the angle of, like, you know, she's basically a kid growing up, hearing all these stories, and then dreaming about it, or or whatever, being fascinated. And then whenever this comes up, then she realizes it's real. A, another theory is possibly she was a Padawan mm-hmm. that was yes. put on the planet to get to be safe, and maybe either she was young enough to where she went through a little bit of training. But she didn't remember it because yeah. she was put on this planet at such a young age. Or maybe it was blocked from her memory. Right. And then That's when Kylo was talking to her, you talk about the unlock, that her memories start unlocking. That's yeah. why it's awakens because it was asleep. It wasn't awakened because you just learned it. It, it yeah. has to be asleep. So I, I agree, Kurt. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to jump in. I'm going to go full tinfoil. No, go ahead. I'm going to go full tinfoil on this in a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So... 
When Ray was dropped off on Jakku, she was five years old. Right. And Kylo Ren was 15. Yeah. And the way the timeline works out, that was about when he killed the other Padawans. So right. that all does work out that she was there. But... And it makes total sense that, that Ren would possibly remember Ray. Yeah. Because he, he recognizes her strength in the film. And, and I think he recogn- I don't think he just recognizes her strength. I think he recognizes her. Yeah. Once, oh, he, he, recognizes, once he recognizes yeah. the strength, then he recognizes the girl. He may not have recognized her at first, but once he felt the strength within her, then he recognized her. I yeah, that's, that goes back to the theory that a lot of people have that it's actually Kylo Ren that left her on Jakku. Yeah, that's why she was left with Uncle Platt instead of like Mac, uh, yeah, Max von Sydow's character, who was like a good guy. She was left with just this junk guy that buys scrap and sells food to people. That's well, not a good person at all. Like, just left her with him. And the theory, I guess, is that whenever Kylo was killing all the Padawans, he couldn't bring himself to kill her because she's his cousin or whatever. Oh, I'm about to go Uh-oh. fool off on Go oh, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying this is the theory. Well, and it makes sense because whenever we get the flashback of her getting left on the planet, mm-hmm. the voice that tells her to come back or stay or whatever is kind of a sinister voice from what I remember in, in the movie. It sounds very much like Adam Driver. It, yeah. it does. So it's possible that 15-year-old Adam Driver took 5-year-old Ray right. went from Adam Driver to Ray. So, so, Ray so Desmond, Ray. you're about to pee your pants over there, it looks uh, like. Oh, yeah. So let's hear it. I'm uh, sorry, man. I'm about to go on, crazy. I'm sorry. You really don't Ray want her to be a Skywalker. I do, I, no, I, I, she's a sky. Okay, we'll just go she's for it. solo. Yes. Ray is the, is a survivor. She's a Padawan from the Academy. She was saved by Kylo, who is her brother. This this is this is why Ben hit her. That's why he has the what girl. That's why when she does the I can I know you're afraid of Darth Vader, he realizes that she unlocked the block that you were saying that he put there, and he's like, oh crap, things are about to get really bad because she knows what I did and what I'm doing. Not because he killed them, but because he was actually he's actually a double agent. I'll get into this when we get to Kylo. Uh-oh. Yeah. So <laughs> Kylo. Oh yeah. She she. So he's like, I have to hide. I have. I have to get rid of her. That's why she she gets away so easy. He's like, I have. He leaves her there because he's like, I have to get her out so that Snoke won't know my true intentions. Um, that's my theory. Um, he realizes that she is. She knows what it is. That's why he offers to train her. That's why he right. doesn't just beat her down in that last fight because we've seen how powerful he is. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have trouble even with Ray's. Obvious skills with the lightsaber. She's not right. one of the best yeah, Jedi I left. I think, right. I think he intentionally did not destroy her. Although mm-hmm. he was hit by one of those crossbow bolts, he, so yeah. he was already Which injured. Which was like literally before. exploding and sending stormtroopers flying. But I think that with Ray's thing, the lightsaber wasn't just calling out to her. I think it was what unlocked. Because it was such a strong response she had to it. Right. Having known, seen Luke with it, and having met Han Solo, and having all these things come back to her. And when I say she's his sister, they all think that, that he killed them, her during the purge at the temple. So they have no reason. But that's why Han's like, I get an eerie feeling about you, but my daughter's dead. Leia has, they all have this familiar kind of tone. They were like, well, obviously, because it's his niece, and they, they have this bond that they can kind of sense in each other. I think it's actually that their daughter's been dead for 15 years. 
this girl reminds me of her. They don't know how old she actually is. She comes from this faraway place that makes no sense. So, so what's her name? So her name can't be originally Ray then at that point because then they'd have to really be no. two and two together. No, it but it's something that Kylo gave her. No, yeah, I mean, or she got off. it from somewhere. Yeah, I think Ray is. Her could have named her that. But I think Ray is a is a hint. This was I'm sure you guys have seen this on the internet because Ray translates into King, which they're saying ties back to the royalty of. Leia ties back into Padme. So right. her real names, mm-hmm. people said, is Padme or something. I don't know if that's all true. I don't care about that. But I think that there's probably a hint that Star Wars names always have some sort of... Backstory. Yeah, yeah. So, some kind uh, of underlying meaning. Yeah. When they're like that. So I think that's it. I think she is... His sister, I think she was mind-blocked, and that's in there. And then yeah. the, I think that's one of the... That's I why the Force like unawakened. Yeah. And he knows it, and he's... Part of it goes into my theory about Kylo, that he's a double agent, so... He has to let her. Well, I think go. that's one of the. I think that that is. I mean, there's a lot of theories out there, and whenever you really dwell in there, into each one, you know, yeah, you can probably say, yeah, it could be that or it could be this. I think whenever you talk about the storyline of what we saw in episode seven and what Ren did and what Ray did, and when we talk about this theory right here that we're discussing that you're talking about, Desmond, I think it all logically makes sense. I mean, because some of the other theories that we were talking about, you know, it's just like, yeah, what it could have, should it, might be, might be, might not, whatever. It, you know, it, it's easy to say because there's not a lot of supporting, you know, you know, documentation in the film like there is with this theory. You know, because Ren didn't destroy Ray. You know, he he realized there was something special about her. That's like uh, Chris said. You know, he unlocked something in her head that all of a sudden this force starts flowing in her and she quickly realizes it it's not like it's just oh all all of a sudden there's magical superpowers out there and now all of a sudden i'm a i'm a halfway decent you know master at it you know i mean it it started she's remembering and uh and i think that's one of the strongest theories i actually i I really think that's probably where ray's coming from and where she's going i like that theory because i've always been uh ever since watching watching it back in december i was like i think that she's han solo's kid from all the stuff that she does with the with the Millennium Falcon and all this other stuff, she just picks it up so quickly. And I think that, you know, and it, that's the thing that confused me the most and kind of put me off on the theory was that Hansel and Leia were both not as, you know, they weren't like, oh, it's our daughter, like, they, like most people would be. Yeah. So the thought that either they thought she was dead, I also heard Chris, Chris said one the other day where they think that, uh, they were thinking that Ray was... Uh, uh, that she, that Leia was still pregnant with Ray when when Hansel left, right? And so she so just Han never. So may not even know he had yeah. a daughter. Yeah. And uh, even even if they don't want to tie Ray in with the solo name, I still think Ren knew her prior to, oh, yeah. and yeah. you know that whole even scenario if, still plays out. So I, yeah, just even from if that her one line. Old characters. She could have been a Padawan that. Right, right. I, I mean, I agree. I think that the the stretch for me is the Han and Leia thing. I'm not going to lie there. Right. But that's because I'm so tired of hearing that she's Luke's daughter because there's yeah. no basis for that other than she carried the same lightsaber. Only so, or only, you know, the Skywalkers. To it. The yeah. lightsaber spoke to her. And I think yeah. it spoke to her. At, but it could have spoke to her because that was technically Anakin's well, it was, I'm just saying because it was Luke's or whoever. She had seen it. She had experienced things with that lightsaber. Her old master had had it. Yeah, but the but the but that lightsaber originally from Empire Strikes Back was Anakin's lightsaber. Well, no, I'm just saying so, that the fact so that she, she could be drawn to it even if she's still a solo because she's Leia's kid. 
Yeah, you know, well, so that, she didn't have to be Luke's daughter. Right. To be no, no, no. I'm just, but I'm just saying, I don't think there's anything special about it other than the fact it was a lightsaber. And she was like, oh my God, I know what this is. And then all of a sudden it just snapped in her head because she'd met Han. She knew she'd met, seen him when she was little. And she was like, this is all familiar a little bit. That's how she knows the ship because right. she'd seen him and seen Chewie do it. And, you know, and then had this. I agree, but I like Chris's because it ties in Chris's theory that it's not so much she had heard the, she'd heard the stories, but. Once she started seeing them, it started slowly unraveling what had been the block that had been put in her mind, right. either by trauma or I think by Kylo to help her, yeah. and then started pulling it apart. It's, I don't know. It, I'm let's, just let's dive off into Kylo. First yeah. of all, I don't know what everybody else thought about him, uh, but I loved his temper tantrums. <laughs> I did. I mean, how he just went ape and just started wrecking stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I really didn't like that about him. I show, I thought it showed his immaturity yeah. and his willingness to want to be powerful and to do awesome, and he's not doing it, so he's just throwing a fit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of, there's the, uh, the emo Kylo Ren Twitter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. It's yeah. But I feel like he wasn't emo to me. No. He was angry. And he's frustrated because he has this battle inside of him between the dark and the light. So it comes off as like kind of whiny because he's like slashing stuff up with a lightsaber. A little bit But to me, it's like that's way more anger and frustration having to deal with this inner struggle that he has. Right. Well, and the the Sith have always taught, we just haven't seen a lot of it from the original movies. The Sith has always taught, don't hide in, you don't contain your feelings. Let Let them out. Let them flow. So whenever you get angry, you should throw a fit and throw your right. lightsaber around and show your power because yeah. that's what the Sith want. They want you to release those anger feelings and everything. So, I mean, you know, for me, I think you know we 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 really dove off into Ren when we were talking about Ray. I so you know that's what my theory is on on Ren in regards to Ray. But I think his end game in this whole deal is I think he ultimately wants to be the man. I think he wants to be the one that is in, in, in charge of whatever it is that, 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 that this storyline is going. So I think Snoke, like we were saying, might have a little bit of a, you know, something on top of him or whatever the case might be. But I think really ultimately Kylo Ren's end game is for him to snuff Snoke's out and, and basically be, yeah. be the, be the main guy. Right. You know, I don't think he's going to be like Vader was, where he stays under the Emperor's control the entire time. Because right. I think if he knows those stories, he's going to know that he basically was repressed that whole entire time. Right. You know, and he couldn't go off and do what he wanted to do. And so I think Ren doesn't want that. And I think he's, and I think that's part of where his anger's coming from. Because he wants to basically get all, he wants everything to click now and it's not happening. Right. You know, and, he's, and he's, it's just because he's not seasoned enough. I think that there's something. That I think there's there's some sort of end game that and whether it's to be the, the the top guy or not, I think this is just a little theory that I've had that Snoke has told uh, Kylo something that's going to happen that only he can stop if he is ultimately the most powerful. So, so he kind of Anakin so, did. He's like, they're going to die if you don't say... Yeah. So something crazy is going to happen, and unless he can become more powerful than Vader was, and to be able to defeat or stop whatever this event is, and that's why he's so desperate. Yeah. Because we know he's more powerful than Vader. I, uh, seen. Yeah. I mean, well, apparently he's not, because he's still afraid yeah, that he's I think, not. I think part of the reason that he seems more powerful is just because of special effects. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> him stopping the laser bolt in midair... 
Vader probably could have done that. Well, they didn't have the whoa, whoa, whoa. technology to do that in the movie. No, in Empire Strikes Back, let's not forget when Han shoots him. He just he just, just, no, just no, it, it hits his hand and doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's he which is which is more badass. Like I need to stop that blaster bolter. Got it. Go ahead, shoot me. Like, but we haven't I think seen any. The possible, but more we haven't seen any Sith being able to read minds like Kylo can. No, that's true. I mean, yeah, before it's just been like communication, mm-hmm. long distance communication, or the right? or the mind but, trick. Yeah, but not literally just Ooh, getting in their head and reading their thoughts and stuff. Yeah, that's very different. Um, I was going to go into my theory about Kylo Ren, but I think you have the same theory. Oh well, then you about would, him being a double agent. We could tag team it then. Go yeah, ahead. You, you okay. So, oh boy, <laughs> Kylo Ren's a double agent. The entire thing with him being under Snoke has been a plan since he killed the Padawans, and this goes back to the movie originally being called The Ancient Fear or whatever, right? Yeah. Is that this entire thing is a plan for him to get close to Snoke to kill him? Um. Part of it, even whenever he kills Han Solo, when he says, I need your help, or whatever, he's literally saying, because this is a plan that they had before, and the reason that Han Solo ran off is because he didn't like the plan. Whenever he's talking to Kylo and he says, uh, can you help me? And he said, of course. He's literally saying, they're on to me. sort of coded, like, he doesn't trust me. So he's like, I... I can't to get too close you. to him. I, yeah. I only get this hologram. Yeah, like I was saying. Earlier, I have to cement it. I have to see him in person to be mm-hmm. able to finish my mission. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, I don't think Kylo and Snoke have ever physically been in the same place. It's just been holograms and mm-hmm. talking telepathically and whatever. So basically, it's like if I kill you, maybe I can get close enough, and that's confirmed to us whenever he says, "Bring him to me to finish his training." This right. will be the first time that Kylo Ren and Snoke are in the same place. So a lot of people talk about how like there's no way that Kylo Ren could redeem himself at this point because he killed the Padawans, he killed his dad, unless all of this was part of the plan to be able to defeat Snoke because he's so powerful. And that's also why Luke ran off was Luke made the decision to let this happen, and they maybe they even hid some of the Padawans, mm-hmm. but they at some point they had to have gone and do this plan. I think that's it. That's why. Like, Hux is very suspicious of him, and not in the way Tarkin and Vader disagree, or Vader and the other, you know, general officers. No, it's very much adversarial. And I think he realizes he has to stand up and show. Um, I think he struggles. A lot of what we see him struggling is he has to unleash the anger, anger, like you were saying, Rose, because his light side, he has to hide it deep down inside of him. He still has to commit these atrocities for the greater good. Like you were saying, he has an endgame. At the end of it, he has to kill Snoke, or the mm-hmm. universe is going to be screwed. In order to do that, he has to go out and ravage Jakku and things. But he has to be a good guy on the inside. But people can sense that, so what do you do? You have to let out your anger in the ways that are less destroying. That's why he doesn't direct that bolt back at people. That's why he doesn't just like murder people. That's why he reads their minds. He doesn't torture them. But then he kills his dad. But that's part of the plan. Oh, I don't know that I can believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that it's like there's going to come a point, son, when no, you the, have to kill me. No, it's not planned no, like dude, that. that. That wasn't planned. Well, that's well not, I know that, but I mean, no, but it, 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 it could be a what-if scenario. No matter what, even if you have to kill me, you go through with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. No, that, that's, that's why, why he said, I'm, I'm struggling. Right. Oh, that's maybe, why. Maybe, wait, that's I why, don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Vaughn did have that conversation with him. No, no, say, I don't think they had to have the conversation. some tough calls, you know? I don't think they had to have the conversation. I think, I think they had it on the bridge when yeah. he goes. When he goes, I'm struggling, mm-hmm. and he and Han says, "I know who you are." He's telling him, 
you're still a good guy. You haven't fallen. You can still do the mission. Yeah, That's why I came. Because I think whenever Leia said, bring him home, I think what she was really saying is, the plan obviously isn't working, so either just bring him back to us, or something is going to happen that will make the plan work. So whenever he's like, you know, there's still you could still come back to us, blah, 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 and he says that he's struggling and he needs his help, at that moment, that's when he realizes... Because I don't think they ever had a discussion like, no. I might have to kill you. What I think the discussion was is, like, I might have to go to extreme measures, and they're like, that's fine. You know, we have to defeat Snow because he's, like, so much more powerful the ultimate than anything evil. we've ever seen. So the few that may die in the process is going to be yeah. far, the greater good, far less yeah. than, the, than the amount that will die if this doesn't happen. And I think that's a layup plan. That sounds like a. I believe in this theory, and I think that that's a Leia plan. <laughs> I don't. I, I think don't Han and Luke said nope, and that's why they both jetted out. I don't necessarily believe this. Pl- believe that this is the thing that's happening. But if it ended up being what actually happened in that's the movie, very yeah, I, I think it would be an enjoyable turn of events. <coughs> I, interesting I have, turn. Of I, yeah, events. I have to actually say I was. I started to waver and go to your side earlier, just because when you came up with, I was like. Oh, I, I would love for the Yuse Vong to show up. I don't know if you guys read the EU, but they you know they came in and destroyed with the Second Galactic War and stuff. I was really hoping because I'm like, that's the ancient evil, right? It's Snoke. That's why he's building these things. There's a bigger threat. That's why they have Death Stars because of all the terraforming they do on these planets. That's how the Yuse Vong take over. So why do you have planet-destroying ships? Oh, because that's how your enemy wins. So you take away their ability to win. As fast as they can terraform it, you blow it up. So but I don't know if that's true. But anyway, I, that's all the theories I have, Rose. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We've talked about there's Snoke no, and Ray and Finn and. There's no Hux theories. Yeah. Oh no, no. Guys, Hux no. is Hux is Hux. Guys, we've forgotten to talk about the most important character, oh, no. Finn's boyfriend. Oh, Poe. Poe. Oh, Poe. Do we what? have any theories about Poe? I'm, I'm I think Poe is Poe loves oh, that jacket on Finn. <laughs> he does. He, that he lip by really says. Biting his lip. Mm, that, that <laughs> yeah, that looks great. Uh, no, I've been reading Shattered Empire from Marvel, so I don't really have questions at this point. Like, oh, and I not that it tells me all about him, but I know who his parents are, so I feel like that's the big question that everyone's had I about everyone. Like, so I do like the one theory that he had been uh, while he was on uh, the ship with Phasma and Kylo Ren that he was like sort of brainwashed in a way oh, to uh, oh, yeah. to be a sort of inside man whether yeah. he knows it or not. So now he's a, and then released back. He's a sleeper agent he's now. He's a sleeper agent, yeah. Yeah, there's a theories there's also a theory about that he's a shapeshifter. There's yeah, the, the bounty hunter Jacko, from and the one that showed up is a shapeshifter. From Attack of the Clones, yeah, the same yeah. kind of bounty hunter or right. clone. Well or, and it would kind of explain why he just goes back to the he's a to the rebels without place. like it, he, he didn't stay to try to look for BB-8 or the yeah, map. I feel like it happened too quickly because like you you look at the timeline of like when Finn gets off the planet and then gets to where Maz Kanata is and then like suddenly Poe is leading the charge with a bunch of other X-wings and it's like how did he get off Jakku, get back to the Resistance, and get back to this planet? In about the same time it took them and the Millennium Falcon to get from around Jakku to Moscow's planet. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't fit right. I remember originally my theory was that, like, while I was watching it, the first time you see Poe after the Jakku thing, I was like, he's a hallucination. I thought Finn was hallucinating about him because <laughs> he felt guilty for him dying. Yeah. 
But then, like, he interacted with other people, so I was like, oh. They're just like the police are playing in the background. That'll be, yeah. that'll be fun think, to see. I think he's force sensitive because Luke was unknowingly using the force whenever he was bullseyeing Womp Rats and his T sixteen Sky Skyhopper. Yeah, I think Poe is just Poe. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a Poe po boy he's from a Poe po family. He loves he loves that fin he loves in his jacket. He loves his jacket. <laughs> and Ray, yeah. I think Ray likes Jessica. So we're we're all good here. Yeah, it's the most progressive movie yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got all we all got our our, our yeah. theories out there into the atmosphere. There they yeah, are. Into uh, the ether of the. Interwebs. Feel free, yeah. to, uh, feel free to, to yeah. Feel free to support, confirm, deny whatever our Call theories. Call us all idiots. Yeah, to Twitter. Uh, that's I would what love Twitter's to for. actually hear and um, you know some of our listeners see. What yeah, their if you have any are. theories, shoot them to us, and we will discuss them at a later point because it may be a video or it may be on another podcast. Also, send us your questions. We we would love to yeah. have more yeah. listeners. Yeah, they don't have to be Star Wars related questions. Just anything uh, in the nerd universe that's out there. Um, what do we got coming up? I know uh, here in a couple of weeks uh, we've got uh, Deadpool that's going to hit theaters. Yes, it is. Yay! Can we're we going to yeah. talk about that. Yeah, we okay. should all applaud the marketing genius behind Deadpool. Like <laughs> it's just so great. It True makes love me never realize this Valentine's Day. It yes. really makes and me... then emoji Deadpool like everything about it. Oh, it yeah. makes me feel like they're going to do this movie right just from watching all of the advertisements. Oh yeah, and even all the cutscenes and stuff. Like I'm not a huge Deadpool fan, but. The, the clips are amazing, so oh, yeah. I can't wait. So we'll be we'll be checking out Deadpool uh, yeah. definitely within the weekend of its release, which it comes out February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, and then Ooh. our podcast for that will actually be a, probably a couple of weeks after that. That'll give plenty of people to see it, and that way we don't uh, have any uh, unnecessary spoilers for some that may not have had a chance to see it yet. Right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to our second podcast. Second. Yeah, second, second wow. podcast. Second podcast, first official one. We're going to call it episode one. Episode one. Because last one was episode zero. Zero. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks, and we'll uh, the nerds talk to you next time. Hit us. What's our Twitter? Our Twitter? <laughs> our Twitter? <laughs> what's our Twitter? <laughs> it's at Nerdtastic4pod. Four is the number four. We have a website. You can go to www.nerdtastic4.com. And you can also find us on Facebook at Nerdtastic4. And Vine. Yep. There's yeah. no Instagram because that's lame. No, we'll have an Instagram. We're just lazy. We're not 14-year-olds, as a, <laughs> a guy on Facebook said. A guy, a guy with 500 first said. Well, yeah. yeah yep. Thanks, guys. Thank Why you. did I say watching? Watching. <laughs> Turn yeah, on yeah. that camera. Right. <laughs> Thank you all.